Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Stephen Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite. TickPick should be your first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner for Vegas Nation and Blue Wire Network. Vegas Nation sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $100 when you sign up. It's time for another Vegas Nation podcast. You're listening to the Raiders postgame edition. Welcome, everybody, to the Vegas Nation postgame edition podcast. It's your host here, Heidi Fang, and I'm joined today with Sam Gordon and Adam Hill. We are in Cleveland, where we just came from First Energy Stadium, saw the Raiders bring home a 16 to 14 win over the Cleveland Browns. And before we get into the game, I want to remind everybody to hit subscribe wherever you're listening. And we're also brought to you by Station Casinos, STN Sports, and download that mobile app today. Get a bonus of up to $100 when you sign up. And we're also presented to you by TickPick with Blue Wire. All right, so let's get into it, guys. 16 to 14. Sam, you wrote an article today about Zay Jones and his redemption in this game to basically bring home the win. What did you see out of Zay Jones on the field today? Um, First of all, just getting into the actual game itself with his six receptions, 67 yards, and what he did to earn his redemption. Yeah, he was just, he was part of the offense today, right? And this is a a receiver. Let's not forget Zay Jones came out of college as um, the all-time leading pass catcher in in NCAA history. I mean, he was a record-setting receiver uh, in college, was a second-round pick for the Buffalo Bills, and there were some expectations that he could develop into a you know pretty pretty good player at the NFL at the NFL level, and he never really quite found his footing in Buffalo. They trade him to the Raiders, and it's kind of the same thing in, with, with the Raiders as well. You know, he's they, the, the players, coaches, teammates rave about him, but he had yet to really find a groove in this offense. And without Darren Waller and with the with the Browns, you know, I mean, it's been pretty clear who Derek Carr likes to throw to when Waller's not out there. Right, Hunter Renfro uh, has been very very productive with a string of hundred yard games. Um, they needed somebody else to step up. The Raiders did. And Zay Jones filled that role. I mean, this was his most productive game as a Raider. Like you said, Heidi, six catches, 67 yards. His biggest game, uh, most productive game since 2018, if we're talking about yardage totals. And um, he was really a focal point, I thought, of the offense today at certain times. And um, in terms of the redemption, we don't exactly know what happened. They didn't really get into the details. But there was a, a play uh, late in the fourth quarter where Derek Carr goes deep to Zay Jones. And I don't. We again, we don't know the details. Whether it was a miscommunication, if 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 the route was running correctly, what exactly it was. Haven't gone back and watched the replay or studied it up too much yet. It's certainly been a while since we saw the play at this point. But it was an interception. And on a very next drive, Browns go three and out. Raiders defense forces stop. Browns go three and out. And Derek Carr. We talked about it in the post game press conference. Zay Jones did too. They talk after that interception. Carr says he's going right back to Zay Jones. That's exactly what he did. Two massive receptions on the game-winning drive, including a 15-yarder that set up Daniel Carlson's game-winning kick. And uh, lo and behold, Zay Jones becomes a hero for the second time this year. Let's not forget he caught that walk-off touchdown in week one. But it had been a long, long time since he had really been a, a meaningful part of this offense. And, uh, and and you got the sense that Derek Carr was really happy for him, uh, given how crucial this game was and those plays that Jones made down the stretch. And Adam, you wrote it's, uh, how crucial it was for Daniel Carlson to make that game-winning field goal, obviously. And all the things leading up to this with COVID, uh, who was on the Browns roster that the Raiders face. I mean, 
for the season for the Raiders, there was also a lot of redemption here because if they had lost this game, their chances would have diminished by far. What did you think overall of what you saw on the field and the product that the Raiders are right now? Are they going to be able to contend with the teams on the stretch to make the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot there. First of all, as far as their chances go, I mean, they went into the game today at about a 5% chance to make the playoffs. They come out at about 11%. So while it's still a long shot, while it's still going to be very difficult, they did double their chances by winning the game, and it, it was a game that you have to win. If you want to have any chance, and listen, it's still unlikely that the Raiders make the playoffs, but if you want to have any chance, you have to win the game, and they were set up to win the game. This would have been a, the kind of game that you look back and just say it was a complete and total debacle to lose a game to a team missing, I mean, 19 players on COVID list for the for the Browns, and that's not including the three practice squad players that are on the COVID list. And if, if you're saying, well, who cares for the practice squad guys? Well, that's guys that you, you would then call on to replace those guys that are on the COVID list. That's three more. So 22 players on the COVID list, coach, multiple assistant coaches as well, um, nine starters. I know they kept saying eight on the broadcast, but the punter was also on the COVID list. That's nine starters. Um, so that's a game you cannot lose. And and listen, it's not going to – it doesn't ensure that you're making the playoffs, but it would have sealed your fate to not make the playoffs if you would have lost it. And now you start looking at the schedule and you say, okay, well, can the Raiders continue to win and can they potentially make a run to the playoffs? Well, you got a COVID-ravaged Browns team this week. You've got a team next week in the Broncos who just lost their starting quarterback, and he's not going to play next week. So you've got a backup quarterback coming in next week. Who knows? Maybe COVID runs through the Colts. You got a chance to win there. Like there, there's things that could, anything can happen, and it's it's a weird league. And uh, who knows? Maybe even the last week is the Chargers. Maybe they have something clinched already. They don't they don't have a reason to play. Like there are things that could fall into place for the Raiders to go. Conversely, Raiders could have a COVID outbreak. They could have the same situation that the Browns just did. So. Um, there's a lot at fact, a lot at play here, but the bottom line is the Raiders had to find a win, way to win this game. They should have probably, in their minds, I think, controlled a little more handily. They were ahead ten nothing. They probably should have put that game away. They weren't able to. They let the Browns hang around. Uh, so I'm sure they're not happy with that. But especially at this time of year, going cross country in cold weather, find a way to win. And you know it was ugly. It's not the kind of performance they're going to look back on and you know celebrate for the next five years and say, "Hey, remember that awesome performance we had against Cleveland?" And it's none of those things, but it's a win, and that's really all that's going to be remembered from this game. Besides the fact that like Daniel Carlson has a 48-yard attempt, which is, it's a it's not an easy kick by any means, especially in winds that were a little bit swirling. And I don't know anybody thought he was going to miss that kick. Like it was just like, oh yeah, that's good. They're gonna win. Uh, once once they got to the thirty yard line, it was over. I know Derek Carr said his target was a thirty five. Rich Pasaccia said he's comfortable anything 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 inside the forty. And that completion to Zay Jones goes down to the thirty. Raiders overcome as usual. More penalties on the offensive line. They had to get even ten more yards than they thought on that final drive. But find a way to win, and that's all that really matters. Yeah, and they uh, also. We're able to hold back Nick Chubb from gaining over 100 yards on the ground and rushing. Anyhow, 23 carries, 91 yards for Chubb and a touchdown. But uh, there was also a penalty that called back an earlier touchdown for Chubb, but they ended up scoring uh, with the tight end anyway. But uh, just when you think about what the defense was able to do, Sam, how would you grade their performance today? Um, I would I would give them a B. Um, I mean, it's again, you're it's a makeshift offensive line. It's the third string quarterback. Um, but. At the same time, it could have been a lot worse. The defense, the defense kept them in the game. It, it really did. They, they, the, the offense, like you said, Heidi, and like Adam touched on, um, offense take you know ten nothing lead. Uh, I mean, 
that's not a big lead by any means. It's not. It's a lead that you have to nurse, and the defense helped nurse that lead when the offense sputtered after that. Because after those those first ten points, the offense really, really struggled to get some traction there um, in the second half. It really wasn't. I mean, it was a very kind of. I mean, it was a. This is an old school football game. I, you know, low scoring, cold weather, a lot of punts, a lot of three and outs on both sides. I mean, this was not a glamorous game. So all things considered, if you ask for a grade, I think I think you give them a solid B. They didn't force any turnovers. They didn't really pressure Mullins a ton. Um, but they did enough. They did enough. They didn't get they didn't get torched. Uh, I thought I think you saw um, some stack boxes to make sure that Nick Chubb um, didn't go nuts for 200. And it, it was effective. And it was almost like they, they dared Nick Mullins to beat him. Uh, and he almost did it, but he didn't do it. He, I mean, you hold them to any team, NFL team, to fourteen points. That's a W. Um, so again, it's not. It wasn't an A plus, but it, it was definitely. I think it's definitely a solid B, and a B is a passing grade. Not only is B a passing grade, it's above average. So I think it was a. It was statistically um, definitely one of their better performances of the year. But I think if you factor in the context and what the Browns were dealing with, um, Raiders could have done a little more uh, in that game. But a win's a win. Like Adam said, I mean, at this point of the year, the Raiders, the playoffs start for the Raiders. They're, they're already started. I mean, they are in playoff mode. They're not going to apologize for this victory. And the defense was definitely a critical part of that in, in keeping Nick Chubb at bay and making sure Nick Mullins didn't find a way to go to go nuts and, and carve him up through the air like he did a few years ago. Let's not forget, he, he was able to do that a few years ago when he was with the Niners. It wasn't his night tonight. He, he played okay. I thought he managed the game, but um, he certainly didn't do enough to win a game. Neither did Nick Chubb. Well, when we come back, we're going to talk more about the defense and hear from Max Crosby, Raiders defensive end and pro bowler. So stay tuned right here on the Vegas Nation postgame edition. <laughs> Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Stephen Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite. Raiders football is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Raiders tickets anymore, because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. Now led under interim head coach Rich Bisaccia, everyone's going to want to see how the Raiders season continues to unfold and if they are in fact a playoff bound team. That's why you've got to visit TickPick.com slash Vegas Nation today to save $10 on your first order of Raiders tickets. Um, You know, it's it's honestly crazy. Um, I found out like right before the game. I really didn't believe it. Um, I, I had to take a moment. Like I, I broke down. Um, I just put in so much work, um, and for having you know my teammates, my peers, people, coaches around the league, um, it's a dream come true. You know, uh, it's awesome. Individual awards are, are cool, but something like that, like think about that as a kid. And I have five sacks. Like, <laughs> and it, I just want to show people out there, like it's not all about stats because I've had double digits. I've done things like that, but. It's your impact, and no matter what it is, it's your impact in the locker room, it's your impact on the field, um, affecting the game, no matter what stats I get. Um, I believe I do that um, every single Sunday, and that's what I try to do. And yeah, it was, uh, it was super special for sure. 
Welcome back to the Vegas Nation post-game podcast. It's Heidi Fang here. I'm joined with Sam Gordon and Adam Hill. We're breaking down the Raiders' win over the Cleveland Browns, 16-14, to the final score. And we just heard from Raiders defensive end Max Crosby. Very emotional there in uh, discussing his road to the Pro Bowl, which included uh, trying to get sober to be able to make the push that he has this season. Adam, uh, like uh, Max said there, only five sacks on the season, but it's not so much about that. It's about the the effort that he's put forth in the year. What have you thought about him over the course of the year and what you've seen in those efforts? Well, he's been amazing. and I, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to talking to Max Crosby again. I think today was the, the time to ask, but um, and I, I love this about what fans have to go through too now in that the people that have hated analytics and metrics and all these other things who now love them when they say good things about you. So um, that's one of my favorite things about people understanding. So Max Crosby pointed out today, he goes, I can't believe it. I have five sacks. Why, you know, the fact that they would put me in is is so amazing. Yeah, because people understand that it's about more than stats and you can't just read a stat sheet and find out how good somebody is. If you look at Pro Football Focus, he's the number two ranked edge defender in the entire league. His his uh, pass rush win rate is off the charts. Um, all of those things are so impressive about Max Crosby. Uh, but when, you know, you hear Raiders fans say like, you know, P- PFF hates us. Like, well, they don't. They they hate you if you're not doing good things. They love you if you're doing good things. It, it's more uh, of a clear picture of, of how guys are performing. And so uh, I think this is a victory for people that look outside the box, that people that understand actual, you know, impressive football uh, plays and, and and making an impact on the game and all of those things. And, you know, more importantly, obviously, than that is the fact that Max Crosby is such a great story. And, and he kind of broke down after the game saying, hey, listen, less than two years ago, I was in rehab and now I'm in the Pro Bowl. And that was a personal goal for his, not just not just to show that, you know, it's a personal accomplishment, an individual accomplishment, but more just a, a vindication, a validation of all the work that he's put in, all the, all the efforts that he's made, not only on the field, but off the field. Um, and just showing that you're on the right track. And I think it was just a moment that really hit Max, and it was uh, you know, really uh, kind of inspiring to just hear him talk about uh, his journey. And that was just a real quick snippet after the game. I'm kind of looking forward to a more um, you know, extended sitting with, with Max and just kind of you know, hearing maybe right after the season even just like a, a debriefing of, of all he's been through and, and why this is so important to him. Right. It's been a crazy season for the Raiders in general and at the helm of it, Derek Carr. And he had a moment there in the second half where it appeared as though he had gone down to uh, old injury, his ankle. He had been uh, strip sack. There was a strip sack that took place and uh, Browns recovered the ball. Derek Carr was down momentarily. And there was a lot of, I think, people just kind of hanging on the in there thinking, is this going to be the end of his season? Sam, what was that moment like up in the press box? I mean, I definitely think there was, you know, there, like you said, there was some wondering, oh, okay, he's not getting up, looks like a leg. Um, you know, that's it, there was some pause for sure, but, you know, he's tough. He gets up, shakes it off, comes out, and and uh, does what he has to do to win the game. I don't think it, was, it certainly wasn't an A-plus performance from Derek Carr. Heidi, I know you didn't ask me for a grade, but at the end of the day, um, he atoned for his, his turnovers for, for the fumble and for the interception. And when it was money time, when it was time to go win the game, he did. And like Adam said, he needed to go get 10 more yards after that penalty. He was able to do that. Um, and and he, he was accurate and poised in the biggest moments of the game in a situation where the Raiders needed to go down the field with no timeouts uh, in, in high-pressure circumstances on the road. Crowd was 
absolutely electric. It wasn't a sellout crowd today by any means, but when that crowd got engaged, it was engaged and it was absolutely rocking a couple times. And in the face of some adversity, um, he was able to shake it off. And then after the game, um, Heidi, he, he said, you know, it's just, he feels like a scar tissue at this point. It was the same ankle um, that, he, that he had surgically repaired that was broken uh, a few years ago, 2016 it was now when he was in the midst of an MVP kind of season. And, um, you know, there's, there's always going to still be some concern when you feel that, but no, nah, he was able to, to shake it off, bounce back, and he did what he had to do um, to win the game. Now, I think when you take a look at the teams down the stretch, Broncos, Colts, Chargers, uh, he's going to have to play better than he did today, I think, to give his team a chance to win those games. You're not going to be facing a – well, I guess maybe you are. You're facing a backup quarterback next week. But it, it, at this point, we don't think he's going to be facing teams that are totally ravaged by COVID like the way the Browns were. So he's going to have to be better. But tonight, in the biggest moment, um, he, he was good enough. And he was great early on, too. That opening drive, Heidi, 8 of 8. Leads the Raiders right down the field. They had a couple penalties on that drive too. Did not matter. Went right down the field and was able to build a help, help the Raiders build a lead. And and points are points. And whenever whenever you score them, they matter. Um, and the fact that the Raiders were able to play for play with the lead for a while uh, and and keep Cleveland at bay for most of the game um, was really to their benefit. Obviously because they won the game and and Carl was a part of that. He did what he had to do. Uh, but there was definitely I think some pause. There was definitely some hey well, this doesn't look good and and. Uh, you know, the Raiders season, they still have a lot to play for, but had he been out, it would have been tough. Yeah. And Adam, uh, like Sam kind of pointed on earlier, it was a very physical game, kind of old school football. And you saw Carr also line up at wide receiver with Mariota coming in the game. Uh, what were your thoughts on some of the plays that they ran with Marcus Mariota? And are these kind of gadgety plays, things that they're going to be able to do down the stretch here? Or has it run its course? I think you'll see more of it, actually. I, I think, you know, it's not... I think people look at it and say, well, all he's doing is coming and handing off. But right. it is an extra – it's an extra person that could do something with the ball. So you're throwing the defense a curveball of saying, all right, is Mariota keeping it? Is he giving it up? And some – it's an element that they don't have in the offense with Carr. You're also just ch- kind of changing their eye level a little bit of, you know, exactly what they're looking for. And you're looking for some of those RPOs. And at some point, Mariota will pull one down and throw it. He will also like, – he did run one today. But, I mean, he'll, he'll go outside with a run. Like, he's going to – make the defense prepare for different things. And I think that's another key part of it. Hey, if if the defense has to spend an hour, hour and a half, whatever it is at practice, uh, you know, one of the days in the week, you only really get three practices to pre- prepare for each team. So um, if the Broncos and going forward, the, the Colts and even the Chargers have to, you know, spend time preparing for Marcus Mariota and preparing for what it might look like if he's in the game, that's a little less time you prepare for that offense. And, and that's part of the reason that they do this as well. Like there is, there are reasons, there is a method uh, to some of these plays, even if they look very simple at the top. So uh, coming up, like Adam said there, short week, Broncos at home at Allegiant Stadium, day after Christmas. And uh, it'll be, I guess, Black, uh, what do they call it, Black Friday, day after Christmas? That's day after Thanksgiving, oh, okay. Heidi. Well, Get I your shopping it. holidays I don't shop. Correct. I'm not a shopper. I it's do good. everything online. Is there a Cyber Monday involved? That's right after Black Friday. <laughs> so that's no. All right. So it'll be uh Is it Boxing be Day? Game. I think that might be a oh, thing. Oh, yeah. I watched Ted Lasso the other night. <laughs> okay, there you I go. did learn more about Boxing Day. Okay. So uh, we'll see what happens day after Christmas. Uh, Allegiant I don't know Stadium. If it's bo- I don't know if that actually is Boxing Day. I don't know. It either. would just make sense that the day after Christmas would be Boxing Day. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who's involved in the um, fight it's, that we're going to see. It's one o'clock in the morning in Cleveland. No, it's it freezing. Is. Um, My last point was just going to be that it's going to be a short week and Boxing Day it is. Sam Googled it. It is definitely going to be Boxing Day on the 26th. That's an impressive poll. I don't know. And (laughs) uh, I just wanted to get the take. What do they need to clean up here 
Short week. What is Boxing Day? <laughs> to be uncovered know. on the Unsportsmanlike Conduct podcast on Friday. A discussion of Boxing Day and what it really means. Uh, but uh, Sam, what do they got to clean up? Uh, what would you say on a short week is the, the one thing that they could probably point to that they might look at and say, OK, this is what we're going to do to this is our plan to beat the Broncos. Well, I got to take care of the ball. And I think you got to do a little bit more to make the quarterback uncomfortable. Um, Drew Locke will give you the football. Right. The Raiders proved that last year when they destroyed the Broncos at Allegiant Stadium. You make him uncomfortable. He'll give you the football. Uh, if the Raiders can take care of the football and force a turnover or two uh, against a team like Denver, not exactly a high powered offense, even with Teddy Bridgewater. Um, I like their I like their chances. But uh, again, it's you never know. Right. I mean, it's they, 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 this team. They still only scored 16 points today. The offense is still six of the last seven weeks now been held to that number or fewer. Um you got to be able to sustain some drives. Got to be able to take care of the football. And yeah, like I said, make make uh, make Drew Lock uncomfortable. All right, there you have it from the Vegas Nation post game podcast. We'll come at you again next week. And this week there will be no takeaways podcast on Wednesday. I'm going on vacation, and I'm actually going to do a vacation. We're all heading out to You're celebrating different parts. Boxing Day. I will celebrate Boxing Day on the 26th, okay. and we'll all have a big party. I promise. <laughs> big Boxing Day party. I'm punchy. But yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, check out VegasNation.com. Sam, what's your best Boxing Day memory? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boxing you know, I'm, day not, I'm not sure if I have a best Boxing Day memory, but now that I know that the day after Christmas is Boxing Day, I'm going to start keeping track, and I will get back to you a year from now on what my best Boxing Day memory is. I think it might be covering the game on Sunday. Oh, there we go. Adam, how about you? Do you have a Boxing Day memory? I just learned. I mean, it's funny. I said I just learned what it is. I didn't. I'm the one that called it. I just don't know why I know what it is. Uh, I believe it originated as the upper class in England uh, the day that they give gifts to their servants, I believe is how it started. And now it is when everybody returns gifts that they don't want on Christmas. So it's unboxing day. <laughs> sure. Well, I think you have to box it back up and take it to the store. I think is how it goes. Uh, I've been in Cleveland for like 100 hours at this point. Wow. Uh, I think my body and brain are both frozen. Yeah. So I have no I idea what's that. going on. Also, get us out of this town. It, this is <laughs> wow. I've had great moments uh, if we're gonna, in Cleveland. If we're going to rate worst road trip cities in the NFL, we need to do that podcast one day. Uh, I've already got my vote for last. Okay. This is the worst. There you go. I did have nightmares of returning after last year's weather in the 16-6 game that the uh, Raiders beat the Raiders always score 16 Browns. points in Cleveland. Ooh, hot take. All right. We are going to wrap this up. Guys, check out Adam's work, Sam's work, all the other crew from Vegas Nation's work in print and online at VegasNation.com. And Happy Boxing Day, y'all. Don't forget to hit subscribe wherever you're listening. We'll be back next week. Thank you all for listening. Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Stephen Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite.